Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. We're all friends here. We know why you guys are tuned in, and we appreciate you. We love our little niche here, and we are very passionate about it. So let's try to win us some money here on a Friday. So let's look at the MLB slate, see if we can pick some winners. Let's start uh, with the Yankees and the Rays. I'm not seeing a a line on this one, but we know Garrett Cole's pitching for the Yankees. It looks like the Rays are going to go with an opener where it's going to be Josh Fleming expected to be the guy who's pitching the bulk of the innings, but he's not going to start. We see the Rays do this all of the time. So I would imagine that the Yankees are going to be favorites here. Do you think you blindly back the Yankees behind Garrett Cole just because he has been so good? He's 5-0 and this year. I think you just have to, right? He's just been so awesome and has done a great job of keeping the ball in the park. That was a huge problem for him last year where I believe he gave up more home runs than anyone else in the American League. And last time out, he finally gave up his first two home runs of the season. But here, yeah, you just find a creative way to play the Yankees just because this is a massive mismatch. I I think the only... The only sabotage factor might be that if there's anyone that maybe it can get to Garrett Cole, it's the Rays because they have just been raking and they continue to rake like they have all season long. But ultimately, yeah, you got to side with Cole here. I think this is price dependent. I think if you can Mm -hmm. get the Rays at a good plus money price, I think you go with the Rays here. We know their offense is really good, even against the best of pitchers. And Garrett Cole has faltered a little bit. Last start was starting to come away at the seams, giving up some home runs in the later innings of that game. So I don't think you can trust this Yankees offense either. We know it is a Mm -hmm. team that's very top heavy. At least they have Aaron Judge back, but still – it's not an offense that I'm super willing to back, even though, you know, the results speak for themselves. Garrett Cole, like I said, 5-0 and with a 2.09 ERA. Let's go to Toronto. Blue Jays, Braves, Atlanta minus 155 on the road here. Toronto plus 125. Total 8.5 runs. We've got Spencer Strider going for Atlanta, who is perfect this year with a 4 no record, 2-7-0 ERA. Chris Bassett countering for Toronto, 4-2 and with a 4-2-8 ERA. Jenks, it's hard to go against Spencer Strider here. Are you going to do it? No, I thought about it. I'm I'm tempted to get real juicy and go Braves first five money line. It's minus 155, and the Braves are one of the best first five teams in all of Major League Baseball. I think the thing I'm worried about is that Toronto can hit as we know, and I know Chris Bassett doesn't have the stuff that Spencer Strider has, But he also has five quality starts this season. He has been the best 
rotation starter for the Blue Jays thus far. And the Blue Jays really hit the ball even better when they're playing in Toronto, generate a lot of runs. So I would lean first five money line for the Braves, but I'm a little worried just because those Blue Jays bats can be very, very effective. Right. And if this game is, you know, one nothing Toronto, even if Spencer Strider is really good and punches out right. 10, it's not guaranteed that he's going to be up in the first five innings of play. So I think it's probably a stay away, but I would side with you with Atlanta because they're one of the best first five offenses in all of baseball. Let's get to Red Sox Cardinals, Boston minus 115, St. Louis minus 105. This is the injury special with Adam Wainwright uh, making his second uh, start of the season after coming off the injured list. And James Paxton making his first start mm -hmm. in two years. Jenks, who do you like? What's the play? Oh, I love the over here in a big, big way. And I'm going to play it at 10 and hammer the over here. Look, Adam Wainwright got beat up in his last start against a light-hitting Tigers team. He's lost some velocity as well. He's 41 years old. And going back to last season, he has really struggled. James Paxton making his season debut. And he was not great while rehabbing in the minors. Gave up 15 runs in 21 and two-thirds innings. Also, as we know, Chelsea, the Red Sox are fantastic to the over. And the over is 7-1 in the Cardinals' last eight games. The over is also 4-0 in the Red Sox last four games at home. I'm going to go over 10, minus 120, and play it. I think we're going to see a slugfest. Ugh. Isn't this one 10 and a half now? Good God, what a total. Because I do think the over is the right play, but that's such a high total. Like, maybe a 10 you play it, but I'm not playing it at 10 and a half. That seems like a lot, especially for a Cardinals offense that's really been feast or famine. They have all the names in the lineup, but yet it's not a team that's produced as much as one would think. We know at least the Boston Bats should come alive. Maybe it's worth a play on the Boston team total here because I think that's the more dependable offense here. I would imagine it's probably five and a half. So I'll go that route. Uh, Red Sox team total over five and a half. Uh, let's go to Dodgers Padres. We have Dodgers minus 145, San Diego plus 120, total nine runs. Blake Snell, one and five this year with a 489 ERA, Ooh. facing Dustin May, four and one with a 268 ERA. I feel like this is a decent price on a Dodgers team that finally has started to figure things out, at least offensively speaking. I feel like they have won uh, four of their last five. And then looking at the Padres, they've lost four of their last five games. I don't think this is a Padres team that I want to back, especially with Blake Snell pitching. Chelsea, it's fade Blake Snell day. It's what we do on this show. Yeah, I, I think you know. This is a good price for the Dodgers. You don't normally get a decent price under a buck fifty for LA. So I'm going to be on this, and the Padres just aren't hitting the ball right now. They've scored an average of three runs per game in their last five. They've dropped four of five, and they are 0-4 and Blake Snell's last four road starts. And for the Dodgers, early on, they were struggling to hit the ball. Not any longer. They have really come alive. In fact, they've scored, what, 14 runs in their last two games. So Dodgers at home against Blake Snell, a guy who just does not perform well on the road when taking them out. Yeah, good price for the Dodgers. Let's go. Minus 145 on L.A. To be fair, Blake Snell hasn't been, like, super bad. I think it's a combination of Blake Snell and the Padres' offense being really bad. Yes, Because, you know, you can't just say, well, you know, six innings, two earned runs. That's not a bad one. But he just faced the Dodgers' lineup. So I think the advantage goes to the Dodgers' lineup. Usually when you have a pitcher that's facing the same lineup back-to-back, -back, 
the the hitters just saw him. So I don't yeah. think we see another quality start from Blake Snell here. I think it's more we revert back to the mean and see like a shorter performance from him where he only goes like five innings or so. So yeah, I'm with you on the Dodgers. I think it's at a price where I like it. Let's go LA. Let's go to the Twins and the Cubs where we have Minnesota home favorites here behind Sonny Gray, who has been fantastic this year. 4-0, ERA. So Minnesota minus 160, Chicago plus 125. Bruce Smiley has not been terrible either. 3-1 with a 3.05 ERA. Total seven and a half runs. Do you back Sonny Gray here? It feels hard not to. I'm just going to bet the under here and bat both pitchers who have been great this season. I was on a Twins under yesterday, and I think it's the right side today. That was a push, but Drew Smiley has an ERA just over three this season. Sonny Gray has been about as good as it gets, ERA of 1.35. And also, these are two of the best teams to the under in all of baseball, especially the Twins. Third best under record in the sport. I'm going to play this to eight and lay the juice at minus 120. Not too bad. So I'm going to go under eight and lay the buck 20. And one of these overs or one of these unders has to hit, but I really like this play quite a bit. Yeah, I like the strategy there, bumming it up to eight so at least you get a push as opposed to seven and a half where, Mm -hmm. you know, if it lands eight, that is a loss, my friend. Uh, I think if this number was a bit shorter on the Twins, I would like them here because Sonny Gray has been so good. But the Twins offense has been a little unsteady for me and not a team that I really want to lay minus 160 with. So I would like that teased up total and taking the under. But other than that, it's not really a game that I love a whole lot. So let's go on to the next game. We have Mets and Nationals. New York minus 140 despite, you know, being down in the dumps. And we have Washington plus 115, total eight and a half. Tyler McGill, who is three and two starting for New York with a four through three ERA. And Mackenzie Gore, three and two, three six five ERA. Jenks, I feel like you know where I'm going with this one. I'm gonna go with the Nats at plus in the first five. Can't trust the Nats. As you would say, hell yeah, brother. I'm going to take Washington Moneyline plus 115. I like the first five as well. How can you justify doing anything with the Mets right now? It's one thing to lose. It's quite another to lose to bad teams. They got shut up by the Reds yesterday. The Reds bullpen, by the way. They got shut up by a guy who had not pitched in the majors since like 1809. Like the Mets just cannot hit the baseball at all. And Mackenzie Gore spent some time in the minors, kind of got right. He's been very good. And the Nationals are pretty pesky this season. They're hanging around. They're winning some games. So, yeah, give me the Nats plus 115. My hometown team, I like them to keep the Mets in the dirt. Right. This is also price dependent. Like, you think I'm going to take the Mets as favorites? Maybe once they turn to underdogs, I'll take a look-sees. But no, if Mackenzie Gore is pitching, if Josiah Gray is pitching, that is the time where you back the Nats. Because look at Mackenzie Gore last time we faced the Mets. Uh, Back on the 26th of, what's the fourth month? April? Yeah. Had 10 Mm -hmm. strikeouts and only gave up one earned run over six innings of work. So clearly his stuff plays against the Mets, and the Mets have not been good in general at just about anything. So let's go Nats in the first five for a little bit of plus money on the card. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.